You are listening to the Cleveland Guardians FanCast, a podcast for fans of the Cleveland baseball team, hosted by Quincy Wheeler. to the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. Today we're going to do something a little bit bit different, uh, but something I hope will be kind of a hallmark of the show here is that I want to invite people who are creative, people who are knowledgeable, and people maybe who don't really have a huge connection with baseball to see how their interests collide with baseball. And I'm really excited about the interview that I did for the podcast today. It's with my good friend, Travis Townsend. And Travis is a comic book expert. The man knows everything there is to know about comics. Now, he doesn't really care about sports, and he's honest about that. But what he does know a lot about is the Guardians of the Galaxy. And you may have heard people make connections between the new name, Guardians, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I've even seen people that don't really like the name mention that they kind of like the connection between that and the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, and Groot especially. So I thought it would be cool to learn a little bit about the Guardians of the Galaxy and to think about their connections with baseball. So today and then Thursday this week, we're going to look at Travis's list of the top 10 Guardians of the Galaxy and see who those players, those characters might play if they were on the Cleveland Guardians, if they played baseball. So hopefully something a little bit different, a little bit exciting. Not a ton going on in the baseball world right now. We're still kind of waiting to see what kind of free agency moves might be happening. And we have plenty of time to discuss baseball moves and plans for the Guardians on the field over the season. But I thought we'd get into something a little bit more creative today. So I hope you enjoy it. Let's hear this little interview with Travis, the first part now and the second part on Thursday. All right. Well, I'm here with my good friend, Travis. And uh, Travis, I'm doing this baseball podcast, so I decided I needed to go to you as my friend who is just a huge baseball fan, right? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, such I, an I was wondering sport that I've never watched (laughs) i wonder i wondered if if i asked you like could you name a baseball player uh you know that that might be playing today like obviously i'm guessing you could probably say babe ruth but like if you were trying to guess like the name of a baseball player saying today what would you say uh i would say i think aaron rodriguez is one oh nice nice uh justin verlander but I only oh. know that because he's married to Kate Upton and I'm jealous. So <laughs> that's great. Justin Verlander, you, you nailed that one. So I that's that's impressive. <laughs> All right. No, but the reason I had Travis on is this I feel like is a good place for our interests to collide because Travis is my friend who is a comic book expert. And I knew that if anybody could tell us about the guardians of the galaxy and guardians in terms of being heroes as we look to change over this name, it would be Travis. So I've asked Travis to come on and tell us his list of the top 10 Guardians of the Galaxy. And as you go through, as you name each one, I will try to decide which position I think that Guardian would play on a baseball team. 
So on an American League team, there's nine positions, of course, and then a DH, uh, somebody who bats for the pitcher. So I'll, I'll try to decide uh, what that is. And so that's how we'll do it together. It'll be fun. My first question for you, though, is so Guardians of the Galaxy versus the Avengers. Like, what would you say is like the difference between those like groups of people obviously i've seen the movies and so like what i would say is that the guardians of the galaxy are funnier <laughs> but like wh- what would you say is the difference well you're not wrong um i would say the difference basically comes down to to two things one would be that the guardians tend to be a bit more of like a group of outcasts that band together against stuff Whereas a lot of the Avengers either have come out of other super teams or were already like employed by S.H.I.E.L.D. or the government. Uh, sometimes they have some kind of governmental oversight. Um, and the Guardians are basically just sort of kicking around space, just keeping people safe and trying to live for the most part. Um, the other difference would probably be the scale of the threats. Um, which is not to say that the Avengers have not stopped universe threatening threats before, but the guardians are often like, you know, something's already killed two planets before they get to like, Oh, we got to stop this thing. You know, <laughs> whereas on earth, you lose the planet, the, the game's over. So <laughs> they have a little bit of a bigger uh, purview of interest there, I guess, uh, since they're doing galaxy versus a planet. All right. That's yeah. helpful. Definitely a bigger jurisdiction. Yeah. <laughs> that was the word I was looking for, yes. All right, well, let's not waste time. Let's start off with number 10, the number 10 greatest guardian of the galaxy. All right, well, when I was putting this list together, there have been 53 characters who have been members of the Guardians of the Galaxy. 52 from the comics and one purely from the movies, which is Thor. He is counted as a member right now. Um. So I started, after I winnowed that down, number 10 is Star-Lord, who joined the Guardians of the Galaxy in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, number 1, in 2008. Um, And that actually is an interesting thing to bring up. The fact that the mainstream Guardians team that most people know of didn't really start in the comics until 2008, and their movie was in 2012 which means within two years, this comic was popular enough that Marvel Studios wanted to make sure they were capitalizing on that momentum. So it's probably the shortest comic to live action thing of all everything in the MCU, because most everybody else started in the 60s or the 70s or something. Um, and so that's very interesting. And it kind of speaks to what these characters connect to people. And I put Star-Lord at 10 because the the list does not feel complete without him. He's definitely a connective glue of the current team. And, you know, he's from like rural America. He's got all these references, but he's a little out of time because he's been up in space for a while. Um, You know, likes music, good leader, has element guns, which can do a bit more in the comics than they can in the movies. They could shoot like fire and ice and like rocks if he sets it to earth mode. You know, um, he's just sort of an all around nice balancer too when you're fighting because he's not like a Thor level of power, but 
he can hold his own with some some pretty big things. The Guardians came together originally in the comics in the aftermath of the Annihilation War, which was this big bugs in space thing led by Annihilus. And once they defeated Annihilus, they were like, we're going to have other threats popping up and we need something to defend against it. And Peter was the one who said, we need a team. All right. Well, that's great. I, I think that, I think that Peter Star-Lord, he sounds like a catcher to me. The catcher is kind of the glue guy for the uh, baseball team, kind of keeps everybody together, knows what's going on. Doesn't usually have the best batting stats. Um, and, you know, you might not always notice what he's doing, but he's essential for the team to survive. So that's what I'm going to say. All right, let's go to number nine. Who's your number nine greatest guardian? Number nine is a character a lot of people will have never heard of. Uh, his name is Jack Flagg. Because part of this list, I also thought, what guardians kind of fit well with a baseball thing? And as we all know, baseball is very American. Um, and Jack Flagg is a patriotic hero. He was inspired by Captain America. He was actually fighting crime before he got his superpowers. In a fight with Mr. Hyde, a bunch of chemicals spilled on him, and that's what gave him super soldier qualities. Uh, he found himself in space because during Civil War in the comics, the prisoner that they were putting the other heroes in was in the negative zone, which is where Annihilus lives. So there was a connection between Annihilus and the Annihilation Wave and this prison. So basically there was a prison break there and the guardians rescued flag. And he then helped them with some other space things and joined the team. Uh, he is interesting because like I said, he's got like captain America kind of abilities. He's not quite the same. He's got red, white, and blue hair. So very patriotic. <laughs> um, he also for a while was a disabled superhero because bullseye, shot him in the spine when bullseye was on the thunderbolts and the guardians basically took him back up into space and were like nothing on earth is going to do that for you we'll fix it in two minutes on nowhere so <laughs> that'll work out uh he also was infamously told by starhawk that his destiny was to change the shape of the universe and about a year later in the comics he got killed by hydra cap and we've never talked about that ever since so <laughs> Wow. All right. Uh, so great potential that doesn't always meet. Okay. Yeah, I, I got you. I think, I think that uh, that reminds me of a first baseman. Uh, first basemen are, are often bigger guys who sometimes will have like back issues as well. So I could see that. And it's also where that's also where you like, if you're like the down home farm boy, American, and just a big dude, you'll end up playing first base. So I could see that there. And uh, and also oftentimes in first baseman today are either home run or strikeout, which kind of sounds a little bit like uh, Rick Flag, Jack Flag. Is that what it was, Jack Flag? Yeah, Jack Flag. Jack Flag. All right, number nine, Jack Flag. Yeah. For our guardian, greatest guardians. All right, so he's our first baseman. We got our catcher, our first baseman. Who's number eight for our greatest guardians? Number eight is Groot, who joined in volume two, number seven in 2009. Um, so he actually wasn't part of the initial roster for like six issues until Rocket convinced him to join. Um, and Groot is interesting because he is what we've seen in the, the movies where 
he kind of keeps everybody together and is friendly. I am Groot, you know, kind of reminds me of some players who maybe don't have uh, the most proficient use of the English language, but still have to make themselves understood and trusted by their teammates. Um, and uh, Groot also can be more than one thing because he can grow back from the littlest, you know, seed as long as there's enough of him left. You, you know, he can always kind of come back from that. He's secretly the king of the planet that he's from. And in a recent iteration, he sort of remorphed himself so that he had kind of like a punk rock style with like a wood mohawk. And he could make these little baby Groots that he would sick on people. And the little baby Groots would just go stab, stab as they were attacking people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he's kind of got his own little team he could he could make um yeah uh Groot's very versatile he's very solid uh and he's gonna be one of your best friends a lot of great choices for that it kind of reminds me a little bit of of on our current team Jose Ramirez is probably our our best player he's also the one that kind of keeps the clubhouse together he's can sometimes be underrated but uh is is just always there to do everything that you need to do and I think that Groot uh with the branches and everything, he's kind of got that great defensive ability. So I'm going to go for third base where Jose plays and put Groot there. So we got I our first Jose's name. So he is known enough that I would know him. Yeah. If, if, if you know a guardian's name who's not in the comics, then he must be pretty good. Um, all right. So let's go now to hear our seventh greatest guardian. Uh, I gave the number seven spot to Phyla Vell, who is from volume two, number one in 2008. So that means she was part of the original roster that Star-Lord put together. Um, and Phyla is actually an interesting powerhouse because she's part Kree because her father is the original Captain Marvel. But her mother is a geneticist from the Eternals who basically took her dad's genetic material and created Phyla with it. Uh, so she's kind of a living experiment that's half Eternal and half Cree. Um, she has had a lot of different positions throughout the comics, in a way you could say, because there's different titles. She's been Quasar, she's been Captain Marvel very briefly. Uh, and when she was killed and then made a deal to come back to life to help her friends, she came back as something called Martyr. Uh, so Phyla is always willing to put herself ahead of everybody else, even if she's going to act like she's not too happy about it. She's got a little bit of an attitude, but she's very versatile in what you would want her to do. And if you are one of her friends, she's going to be very loyal to you. Great. I'm thinking that sounds like a second baseman. There are oftentimes the people who don't really hit as well. And so they might be asked to sacrifice bunt. And uh, sometimes also a place where somebody who can play a bunch of different positions will play. And that kind of sounds like what she's like. How do you say her name again? Uh, Phyla Vell. It's spelled with a P-H-Y-L-A. So it's kind of one of those weird ones. Yeah. Phyla Vell. That's our second baseman. All right. So who's sixth on our greatest guardians from Guardians of the Galaxy? So number six is Major Victory, who first appeared in Marvel Superheroes number 18 in 1969. And this is because he's part of the original Guardians team. Because like I said, the Guardians team that everybody knows started in 2008. But this 
is the original one that was basically supposed to be what would the Avengers look like a thousand years into the future. So there were sort of equivalents on this team. Yondu was introduced on this team. So he was sort of their Hawkeye. Charlie 27 was the Hulk and major victory was their captain America who still has the very same shield that has been passed down through the ages. So Major Victory is a good leader. He's a good tactician. And he's also been a part, a member of both teams due to some time travel shenanigans. All right. Major Victory. Well, that's certainly, that'd be a great name for a baseball player, for sure. You get that player on your team. Of course, you probably are destined to make a terrible error at the wrong time, if that's your name. But um, <laughs> it's like naming probably. your kid, like naming your kid Charity, and they're guaranteed to have a bad attitude. <laughs> All right, so um, I think uh, that kind of sounds that kind of sounds like a pitcher. I don't know. I might come across a better pitcher, but I'm going to put major victory at pitcher there. You want the pitcher to get the victory, and uh, so that's where I'm going to put him. And hey, he's going right, to throw so, the shield. So yeah, I thought about that too. He can he can toss that shield, and that, that's like a good slider motion. I hope you enjoyed getting to hear from Travis a little bit. He's a great guy, and obviously. Easy to hear him talk about something he's passionate about. Travis is an aspiring writer, and he has his first book published as part of an anthology. Uh, him and some of my other friends and family wrote a book called Creeps and Cryptids for the Campfire, a short horror stories anthology. So if you're interested in that, I'll post the link for that with this episode, and you can also just search for it on Amazon and find it. It's cheap, and they're great little short stories horror stories that uh, just kind of give you a little thrill as you go through. And you can see that Travis is a real knowledgeable guy who um, you'd want to see some of the creative things that he shares. So thanks for joining us today and we'll talk to you again soon. This has been the Cleveland Guardians fan cast. Music is provided by purpleplanet.com. That is purple-planet.com. Our intro song is purchased, licensed from pond5.com.